This is the EPLOG audio experience. You are listening to the Artist Podcast with me, Sajita. Stay tuned. Most of us, if not all of us, are fans of DC, Marvel and of course the Dark Knight. We own the merchants, we have watched the films. The journey of graphic novels began from comic books around 1927 before transitioning to graphic novels. How have they influenced our culture? Hi guys, welcome to 131st episode of our podcast The Artists. It's so wonderful to be here talking about Comic Con that begins next week in the US. We try and understand this journey from the CEO and president of the iconic brand Amar Chitrakata, Preeti Vyas. We dig on how comic books stay afloat in a fragmented and oversaturated content market and more importantly designing characters for today's 7-year-olds which looks tougher than a startup and making movies and also creating content when everyone is a creator. Stay tuned for this very interesting episode with Preeti Vyas. Hi Preeti, welcome to a podcast, The Artist, and uh, thank you for being here, and thank you for taking your time on a rush day where you're trying to rush for the Comic Con and getting your visas and everything. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I always sort of ask this question to a person who is an avid comic reader, mm-hmm. and I ask them, "Tell me about what's the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel." And uh, mm-hmm. when I was doing a bit of my research. on Amar Chitrakatha which is mm-hmm. one of our prominent comic books i realized that of course uh, it started in 1967 and uh, graphic novels were already in by that time because the comic started in early 1920s right so what are your thoughts preeti in terms of our journey from a comic book to a graphic novel yeah so it's a great question to start with and uh, i actually think a, a, a graphic novel is more of a comic book on steroids mm-hmm. uh, the way i look at it uh, at least within the indian context uh, comic books are consumed by a much younger uh, demographic a much a much younger reader profile so mm-hmm. typically somebody under the age of 14 12 to 14 is would be a typical audience for a comic book mm-hmm. and uh, you know once you develop a love for that format right uh, mm. the visual format you would then graduate onto a full length graphic novel which is a complete novel within the pages of a book right and which would have far more graphic depiction of say violence or sexual themes uh, adult themes which you would not find in a comic book now this is a very uh, you know sort of basic definition the way i look at it and yeah, yeah so anchitakatha does not do graphic novels we do comic books tell me preeti in terms of you going and attending comic con and it's almost like representing india you know like i'm sure there are oh, other, yeah. other people as well but amarshitrakatha is huge and um, in terms of the folklore the mythologies being around for such a long time what is it that you're expecting when you go to comic con which is like very very crowded market as crowded as an ott platform or a film right so for us uh, it is sort of the first international outing for uh, the company for the brand 
Mm. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect. Uh, there's a lot of dreams, a mm. uh, lot of you know, Excel sheets, lots of numbers. Uh, it's a chance we are taking. We want to see how it goes. But one intent is very clear that you know we are there to uh, to showcase the great work that we have done. We are India's one of India's oldest, uh, perhaps uh, you know most iconic, favorite comic book brand. Yes. Uh, with Amanchu Takata as well as Tinkle, of course. Tinkle is also in its 43rd year now. Yes. Uh, ACK is in its 56th year. So uh, very few comic book companies who have had this kind of uninterrupted run for so long. Hmm. So we just want to put ourselves out there and say, look, here we are. And this is what we, this is the work we do. Uh, and while there is a lot of, you know, excitement around um, mythology from Nordic mythology or Egyptian mythology, yeah. Uh, Indian mythology is very, very rich and very, very exciting. And uh, Hollywood is, of course, always drawing from Indian mythology a lot. And, you know, yes. the big way of thinking, whether it's, you know, Avatar or it is a Matrix or the, the, True. the philosophy behind it is, is very Indian nature. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it's not it's not about, you know, I was we were very clear as a team from the start that we're not we're not doing Indian exotica. So we're not doing Taj Mahal, you know, Namaste, you know, we're not doing that. We're just going in as a confident player from India, right? Just like the many other comic book companies, we are from India, and this is what this is who we are, and this is what we do. Uh, mm. So both are uh, the non-fiction piece, which is our history and mythology, and also the fiction piece, which comes in with our own IP, which is our legendary characters, our Supandi and our Shambhu, and now we have a whole bunch of new characters as well. So all those, uh, you know, two IPs also being presented. Uh, on that stage mm. and i also believe that one of uh, india studios has acquired the rights to make animation films on amarshitra uh, khata and tinkle uh, i think it's applause if i'm not wrong yes that's right not tinkle they have taken on the rights uh, the exclusive rights to do amarshitra khata so tinkle is still uh, available mm. uh, so they have taken on uh, it's a it's a six year deal in which they will be they've taken the exclusive right to our entire catalog and they're going to be doing animation on various, uh, you know, various themes, various topics. It's very exciting. Uh, it is one of the largest deals for the company, for me personally as well. So very excited. And I think a couple of months more and we'll start seeing the first, uh, you know, the first output from that uh, deal coming out. How lovely. How lovely. I look forward to that. Tell me, Preeti, in terms of the saturation in the market that everyone's talking about, and uh, I was doing some R&D and uh, I came across how out of 7,000 comic books and graphic novels that are out there that in fact that got into a certain system, they had to filter out the 100 best and said, okay, these are the ones that you should read. How do you guys think in today's times in terms of your strategy? Right. How do you filter out your audience and try and reach to the right ones? Is there a strategy around that? So the um, the strategy is to be uh, omni-channel, right? Mm. Mm. To look at uh, to look at the entire universe of of content platforms and just make sure we are available on all of them, right? right. Because uh, ultimately. At the base, the foundation of it all is that we are storytellers, right? And mm. reading is one way to consume that story. Uh, you might want to listen to it as an audiobook or as a podcast. You might want to watch it as animation. You might want to watch a live action film or show based on it. You might want to consume it uh, in the metaverse in some other format. You might want to go and do AR, VR, XR stuff and put on an Oculus headset and experience it there. There are multiple ways to experience stories today. 
and yeah. uh, you know we should make ourselves available on all if there is a way to digitally i think i'm sure in another 10 years i can digitally yeah. stream uh, content from my server to your brain directly and wow. when that happens <laughs> i'm sure it'll happen it's a mere question yeah. of time and when that happens we should be there as well so we're not looking at uh, restricting ourselves to being sort of only a comic book company like the book publishing is just one part of it uh, we're not a publishing house we are a content mm. company Mm, and when you lovely, look at it lovely. that way, when you look at it that way, then your the market just it explodes, right? Because everybody's your yes. customer. Yes, yes, absolutely. What a, what a, what a great way to put it. Yeah. So you are present in all the formats. That's how you sort of reach your audience. Yes. But when we talk about the audience, Preeti, the audience now has got a mm. limited time span, and in fact, the audience themselves are <laughs> content creators. That's so right. how do you sort of who's your TG? that answer doesn't change uh, from a design from a creation from an intent perspective mm-hmm. we create comics for children mm. right we are very clear that age to 14 is the audience uh, we create for mm. uh, in amachitakatha for tinkle it's 7 to 12 so that is very clear mm. uh, now because of the beauty of the amachitakatha art the timelessness of the stories that we share uh, yeah. the appeal is of course goes on to adults goes on to uh, you know, it, it it cuts across geographies, it travels across uh, demographics. But from an intent perspective, so when I'm designing it, the, the art, uh, the language, the simplicity of the narrative, um, all of that is intended for a child between the ages of 8 to 14. Mm. Now, it's an additional bonus that adults will also want to read, parents who grew up on ACK would also want to read. But mm. we are very clear that we don't want to be a nostalgia brand. You know, we're not here to make uh, content for 40 50 year olds mm. we are making because otherwise it's nostalgia brand means in 10 years time the story is over right yes uh that's not our intent at all we we are very passionate and very focused on making sure that today's generation of young readers um, mm. uh, are also interested in reading our comics because that's how the sustainability of the brand is ensured uh, we've been around for 56 years and all of us in the company we always i always say i'm the current ceo right mm. because there were many before me and there will be many after me. Mm. So we have to ensure that we keep it going and we keep it going at, you know, keep taking it a notch higher uh, mm. every every year, every phase we enter. Mm. Absolutely. So over these years, Preeti, when you are designing a book, um, mm-hmm. a comic book, which is an amalgamation of art and content writing, um, a seven-year-old 50 years ago versus a seven-year-old uh, in 2023 oh, yeah. <laughs> is a very different seven-year-old, you know. Um, they are very evolved. They are very exposed. Uh, they are very fast. So when you are designing, not just in terms of art, but also in terms of your writing, uh, do you mm. see that perspective of when you create characters, when you create uh, the, the the what kind of what, how has that perspective changed in terms of creating layered characters for today's seven year olds? Yes, absolutely. You're you're so right because a seven year old like when I was seven years old, right in 1981, mm. uh, there was uh, there was nothing like we had Doordarshan and you had the one channel and the one Chitrahar on a Wednesday. It was so limited, right? Mm. But today's child is exposed. I have a 14 year old son, and the what the amount of stuff he's exposed to it's insane. Yeah. So uh, naturally, uh, the the art, the writing, all of that has to evolve uh, because a parent will buy a comic or will subscribe to our app saying, "Look, I grew up on this. Read it." But I can't expect uh, the child to want to read it. 
Mm. You can you can force it into the child's hand, but beyond the first you know ten minutes, uh, the child will only continue if it's interesting to them. Yeah. Uh, so you know we have this problem of consumer and customer. The customer is a parent, the consumer is the child, and yes. uh, we have to make sure we are making both happy. So the the customer is always happy because they have so much love for Amanjitakar. A whole generation of us who grew up, the love is infinite. But yeah. to make sure that it, it has to work hard enough for the child to like it. So yes. uh the art styles but also things have uh, changed from that perspective as well that in those days they used to have it was all hand drawn they had 24 watercolor palette that's all they had 24 shades to work with for yeah. all the comics which were done today we are working in photoshop and we have n number of textures and brushes and and shades so there is a lot more depth which is possible just from the art side yeah on the language side also the evolution of language also but in that sense from a language perspective the simplicity is still uh you know the cornerstone of a comic of comic book writing it has to be simple it has to be short it has to be very brevity is the most important thing so if you see our new characters they have evolved quite a lot uh you know even though whether it's in tinkle we have a bunch of new characters we have a superhero from the northeast her name is wingstar we have mm-hmm. two characters who are yogiyodhas they are you know they are it's a uh it's a whole series based in yoga and kalri pattu and all of this mm-hmm. where you know these uh, the characters have you know birthmarks and they do yoga poses to activate their pranis and spirit animals mm-hmm. now all of this the the storytelling itself the way the story arcs so is uh, is is very very contemporary it's very much in line with what a child would be enjoying in say a marvel comic or a dc mm-hmm. comic it's 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 right up there even the depiction mm. of mythology so we have in in namachita katha we definitely now uh, have dark skin dusks uh, you know dusky goddesses we mm. show uh, a lot of equality between gods and goddesses as well mm. uh, you know the, the, the entire depiction of uh, the good guy versus the bad guy how we depict mm. them how we talk about them all that has evolved mm. uh, substantially the, the writing we have in fact even you know we're looking at how so some of the older comics where they would say oh you are so lucky you have a beautiful daughter in law and you we've gone back and changed it to the word beautiful to wonderful right mm-hmm. like a wonderful mm-hmm. daughter in law because i do not want a child growing up in 2023 a 9 year old little girl sitting somewhere to think she needs to be fair to be considered uh, yeah a good daughter in law right yes so those that evolution is necessary uh, for any content brand to evolve into Uh, we are doing this now 10 years from now it will be done again and and again and again you've got to keep evolving otherwise you lose uh, your reader yeah totally totally you need to keep evolving otherwise you lose your reader so of course you brought in your gender equality because we as a culture are moving towards it and the fair and the dark and more inclusivity you have and, you know a lot of these things actually were were part of our culture it's a colonial influence which took us away from it yeah right this yeah. this notion of fairness and all of this came in with the victorian colonial influence if you look at ancient yeah. india it was very different the way uh, you know things were celebrated uh, whether yeah. it's diversity inclusion all of those things existed in ancient india so yes. it's just sort of going back to that you know more than uh, you know changing you're just actually you now sense going back to what's our what our essence uh, our essence in, in its spirit is so basically going back to our roots and our culture and yes. our values absolutely you seeing that there's a cultural shift that's happening rapidly in terms of uh, good values coming in do you see that so by nature i'm a very optimistic positive person <laughs> so i always i always do look at it as as positive shifts 
you know you can't hold on uh, you have to embrace change obviously you have to embrace uh, the shift and um, it's it's very important for it's even more important more than ever before because today's children uh, are exposed to so much globally yes. i was talking to a child psychologist and she said that Preeti a 14 year old in india is exposed to exactly the same uh, cultural stimulation as a 14 year old in the us there is no yes. difference because it's the same internet uh, yes. it's the same k pop it's the same cultural symbolism it's the same marvel movies they are all watching and consuming the same yeah. so in a scenario like this it's even more important to have a a very strong confident indian identity because uh, you need to be anchored in something to be able to then fly out and explore everything right so i think that anchoring is very important and i'm very confident that um, you know we have an ack children's council so we have a council of children from across the country who are our, uh, who kind of vet a lot of our content give reviews and you should see these kids man they are so confident and they they know so much you know there's this whole urban myth that children today are not reading but they're not reading a lot actually yeah they're, they're consuming so much and they're very confident and i'm very hopeful and confident about um, the way our society is developing in the hands of this generation yeah 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 that's uh, the point that you just mentioned preeti in terms of what an indian a 7 year old is consuming is the same as what a 7 year old in us is consuming so they're all in the same platform but how many of them are actually there so when you're looking at your target audience you are you talking about an urban kid 7 year old yes who has got everything who's going to um um not even a middle class a slightly uh, above middle class kind of a school but what happens to when we talk about kids who are not exposed like you know what the affiliations of teach for india do you think those kids would also be at par with the kids in the upper middle class and are they also included into your target group when it comes to amar chhatrakata absolutely and you know where the so of course we do comics in multiple indian languages that's always been there and we yeah. should do that but that's where the beauty of technology comes in right yeah. uh, we keep yeah. make technology the villain of lots of things but technology has been a, a in a sense through covid uh, schooling went online right so uh, parents and teachers became comfortable with using a digital platform for children to learn from hmm. so we have a ramachandra katha app we have a tinkle app the app um, has a great and we have almost a 2.5 million user base uh, yeah. the apps are not free there are paid user base but in comparison to uh, a single comic which still costs about 90 rupees to buy uh, in fact the new comics are 99 rupees a 32 page comic which is our basic entry level product uh, for about 1000 rupees you can less than 1000 rupees actually about 600 rupees you can get access to the entire amritakatha library on digitally right mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. been a game changer because you can you can read so much more and i'm not talking of reading on a phone it's, it's about reading on a tablet or you know uh, on a laptop screen on a computer screen it can be beamed onto a school smart board so remember there are about 77 78 crore smartphones in india now yeah right so uh, digital education digital literacy is going into tier 2 tier 3 towns into villages and wifi everywhere right so that's changing the whole game you not no no longer do you need a bookstore and disposable income to go and buy a physical book right yeah, yeah. Uh, and with a lot of ngos a lot of uh, organizations which work with lesser privileged children we give free access to the app as well hmm uh, you know to uh, the government is doing some good work we are working with them uh, through various you know schemes of education where our books are going into uh, very very discounted or almost free 
uh, kind of uh, authoring uh, mm. to schools. Uh, some of the schools are integrating Amritsar Katha content into their syllabus. There's an ACK period that happens once a once a week, uh, one hour period where kids would read uh, on the app a day before uh, the class and then uh, they would discuss it during uh, the class itself. So a lot of interesting things are happening and uh, we are reaching out. So when I talk of a print uh, readership, uh, so one of our recent books, let's take an example of a book we did called Valiant Women, right? That's Women mm. Freedom Fighters of India. Uh, we've sold about, I think, about approximately 32,000 copies of that book, which is a very good number in print. It's mm. a good number mm. for us. Mm. But that same book, uh, if I look at digital readership, it, it has close to 6.2 lakh reads. Mm. You know? Wow. So mm. that's a different, it's a it's a multiplier effect. And I'm talking mm. of paid reads. These are not free. We don't give our books for free anywhere. 30% of our users are from outside India. North America is a big market. So that's the other thing of Comic-Con. We are hoping to connect with a lot of our... We were just doing a, a survey to check like on our app, doing the filtration to see what's the California user base on our app. And we discovered mm. we have some 22,000 paid subscribers in the California Bay Area region. Right? Wow. That's a huge number. And like, let's invite them to Comic-Con. Let's invite them, you know. So it's not just looking at new readers, of course, but looking at the Indian diaspora who is sitting out there passionately championing Amachitra Katha. Yeah, let's wow, interact wow. with them and, you know, let's let's connect with them and meet them. Nothing else, yeah. just meet them and say thank yeah. you, you know, for keeping the flag and the torch. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, that's a, that's a good uh, readership uh, in uh, North America. Tell me, Preeti, in terms of Marvel and the DC comics that we talk about. Yeah. Huge popularity, huge merches, movie franchises. I mean, it's all lined up and it's uh, taken over a huge percentage of uh, the world in terms of viewership. Do you see Indian comics getting into a reach like that? Do you see our stories uh, going globally and transcending the Indian diaspora? So uh, in terms of whether the stories have the heft and the Mm. strength, 100%. Right? It's a 5,000-year tradition of storytelling. Our stories are so layered, so rich. So mm. there is no doubt about whether they have the heft and the material to transcend uh, borders and to transcend. And like I was giving the examples of whether it's an avatar or a matrix or whatever, it is based in, in, our, in, yes. our, uh, in our tradition. Yeah. Whether we can make it that big, it ultimately comes down to marketing money. It comes down to production budgets. Uh, who's going to invest that money? Who's going to take it to that scale? Right? Yeah. There are passionate True. filmmakers, there are passionate creators who are doing that. Mm. Um, it is, if you compare with the kind of millions of dollars that go into marketing every Marvel movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, it would be more than my entire budget for, you know, maybe two years as a company. Right? <laughs> True. I mean, you can't even True. compare it. Yeah, so we yeah. have a long way to go when it comes to that. But yeah, it's not, with Marvel also the story changed when it, when the movies became big hits, right? It wasn't the comic book. It was a movie which made the whole universe happen. Yes. So, um, but but I feel um, at the risk of, I mean, I don't know if you've read, I, let me find it. Uh, can you give me a minute? I'm just going to yeah. locate. It's, it's a really cool article which was there in the New Yorker actually last month on Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used a term called Marvel fatigue. <laughs> right? Mm. They used a term called Marvel fatigue and... Mm-hmm. Um, The title of the article is How the Marvel Cinematic Universe Swallowed Hollywood, right? (laughs) And it says that Robert Redford, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul Rudd and Angela Bassett now disappear into movies whose plots can come down to, and I quote, 
Hmm. Keep glowy thing away from bad guy. I think I've read. I think I I have this. I have this article. Yeah. And and it's just I just love that line. That's what it is. Keep glowy hmm. thing away from bad guy. You know. I mean, hmm. how long are we going to are you going to keep doing that? And maybe they will. And good luck to them. But I feel in terms of you know storytelling uh, devices and anchors and plots, we have. so much right and it's yeah uh, it's about us you know continuing to work as an industry we have to come together it's not yeah uh, one amachitra katha can't do it right so it's when amachitra katha and all filmmakers and all of us feel that passionately that together we can actually uh, put india on that map and it will happen it will happen i'm not saying it can happen it will happen it's a question of uh, time so basically the muscle and the marketing is where the issue is is not the stories it's in production budgets you mm-hmm. know all of that so people with muscle who are the studios are actually need to see yeah. in this direction and say that okay you know we can uh, get into that large scale as a bigger company funny story i was on a, you know, a panel discussion once uh, mm-hmm. discussing children's content and there was a major studio head there was a channel head there were mm-hmm. all of them discussing you know indian stories and what mm-hmm. should we present to indian children and i was mm-hmm. on the panel and the moderator mm-hmm. asked a question to all of us Mm. saying that amachita katha has all these stories mm. and you know what do you think about taking up the stories and making films out of them what do you think about you know putting them up on the platform and preeti what do mm-hmm. you think so they answered first and they gave like seven eight minute long answers about you know the challenges and how they would do it and what they want to do and then it came to me mm. i just said yes <laughs> i just said yes <laughs> wrote my answer right my answer is a single word it's yes i have the stories please come Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please come. We have the stories, and uh, we are ready and open, and that's how the applause uh, deal also happened. Yeah. And we are working on, you know, looking at uh, multiple conversations are going on on live action shows, on uh, animation, particular characters. So yeah, hopefully it'll all come through soon. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting from Comic Con when you go there? Besides meeting the Indian diaspora, um, yeah. The do you see that? over the years comic con itself has uh, defined the culture of uh, how we view content and how we consume content hmm. so we've been we've taken part in of course all the indian comic cons uh, delhi bangalore yes. mumbai yeah. we did all of them last it's year it's huge yeah uh, mm. it's huge i haven't been to comic con in san diego this is my first outing so mm, yeah. um, I'm quite excited to experience mm. the whole thing, but mm. yeah. So one is connecting with Indian diaspora. I'm hoping to meet a lot of other comic book uh, creators, comic book companies. Uh, look for collaborations. Uh, look for associations. You know, on the Tinkle app, we also uh, do have a section where we distribute digitally comics made by others because we feel like it's a it's a destination for comics. Mm. So and we are the ones we have that muscle we have that subscriber base so why not bring in so we have comics from we have a few Disney comics on the app we, uh it's a different section but we have Disney comics we have mm. a National Wildlife Federation from the US we have some of their comics so I'm looking at seeing other interesting comics out of out of Korea or of Japan out of you know wherever else which we can bring mm. to Indian readers as well uh, and can we take our comics to different geographies so that's the other the business you know the the trading of that which i'm hoping to get some exciting you know collaborations i mean looking at meeting interesting filmmakers yeah. from around the world who might also find an interest in, in our catalog uh, and creating uh, essentially from a b2c perspective just engaging with you know comic book lovers who are there and and presenting what ack is all about so we are carrying uh, 
special box editions of our Ramayan, Mahabharat, our Tinkle Origins, uh, a lot of new, a lot of merch we are carrying. So right from, you know, postcards and posters to beautiful canvas prints, tote bags and t-shirts and badges, mm. all of that. Wow. Uh, we're carrying some vintage comics. So we have antique comics, which are, you know, printed in 1970s. They have a 250 mm. paise price printed on them. Uh, we're going to auction some of those out and, mm. you know, see what we can do with that. So these are all the plans. Uh, that mm. we have uh, we've put up a huge uh, proto uh, like a big 3d hologram a life-size hologram uh, of supandi which is going to be a live hologram it's going to like dance and do stuff so that's going to be an engagement point we have a large screen we have a digital kiosk with with our app so you can stand there and read any comic that you want from our portfolio mm. so we're hoping to engage with a lot of comic book readers lovers old fans new fans uh, and hope to do some business as well Mm, lovely. Tell me, uh, Preeti, in terms of how do you see us moving forward in a market where we have TikTok videos, the shorts, the YouTube shorts, the feature films, the OTT, the video games, the books, uh, multiple books, uh, children's books. Where do you see the comic space moving forward in the next uh, few couple of years in terms of uh, uh, not just the content in terms of uh, the market in terms of uh, everything that it is in the space of content creation so i feel that as uh, as we progress and as people there is far more also awareness of comics you know uh, with with a lot of animation so it, it's kind of a virtuous circle that is a more animation and movies and you know xr vr ar stuff comes out all of that uh, again people will realize uh, readers will understand that okay all this is coming back is coming from something called the comic book so the love for comic books again grows and then more comic books get created and hence again more content gets created and so there's going to be an explosion there already is and it's going to be yeah. more in terms of the amount of content just going out there but the comic book is not going away anywhere, not in a hurry. Because the yeah. comic book is the foundation for, I mean, it's already, it's your storyboard. It's, it's yes. from where the film starts, right? Yes. In yes. fact, a lot of historicals, if you look at even the way Bollywood depicts them, when we look at a historical, sometimes we can see that this is an ACK frame. This entire yeah. panel is a is the exact panel from the comic book, right? This frame. Mm. And yeah. that's how strong the association. And the ACK art also is so iconic that, you know, if you think of a Krishna, if you think of, of Shiva or Ram, when you close your eyes or you think of an Ashoka, you will see the ACK cover in your head because that's the association we have, right? Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, so the time is up and it was so great Isn't chatting it? with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, all the mythologies. You can send me an address. I'd love to send you some of our new comics so you can also see how we are evolving, what we are doing now. Uh, you know. In the 80s, 90s, they used to do one ACK, new ACK a month, which was 32 pages. So about 400 pages a year created. Last yeah. year, we did about two and a half thousand new pages of content. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. The pace of creation is faster than ever before in our history. And I'd love to share some of that with you. So are any of you guys going for the Comic Con in the US next week? You can definitely connect with us and tell us your experience and we will relay it in our podcast. I'm not a comic book fan, but I think this episode makes me go look into more comic books and graphic novels and deconstruct this format. 
while I do that, you guys can follow us on our Insta handle and also on our new Threads page, the Dot Artist Podcast. Stay well and take good care of yourself.